you join me in a spirit of prayer? Oh God, in the shadows of this night, break open our hearts. Break them open so that we may hear your word above these mere mortal words that I have put together. We pray that your spirit be with us and move us and transform us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jennifer June Applegate Casey, born July 1971 and died. Jennifer loved Jesus. She loved Jesus so much that she and her family made changes to their lives so that she could follow him. Jennifer also loved her family with her whole heart. They were her rock, her safe place, her joy. And God made darn sure that Jennifer was surrounded with the best friends a girl could ask for. Her life was filled with laughter and support and love from her friends. And Jennifer loved the congregations that she was privileged enough to serve. Her life was fuller, richer, and her heart was transformed because of the people that she got to love. She's thankful to God for calling her to pastoral ministry. Several years ago, I came home from work one day. I walked in the door and I announced to Todd, when I die, please do not have my obituary read as a list of accomplishments. The only thing that I really care about is that it is real and reflective of me and my life. I want it to list the things that I loved, and it needs to have Jesus in there, my family, my friends, and my congregations. Anything else, I don't care about. Let's just say Todd was a bit taken aback by my seemingly out of the blue talk about my death. <laughs> He did recover rather quickly, though, and shot right back with, why don't you just go ahead and write it yourself? <laughs> I shared this exchange with a colleague a few days after Todd and I had had this conversation, and she told me that she knows of pastors who have written their own obituary, not because their death is looming in front of them anytime soon, but rather as a part of a Lenten practice. Each Ash Wednesday, they update their obituary as a way to honor and remember and reflect on their mortality. Ash Wednesday, today, this is the day in the Christian year that we set aside to reflect on our mortality. It's a day to remember exactly where we came from, the dust, and exactly where we're eventually going to return, the dust. It is a day when we take stock of the ways that we contribute to the brokenness of the world and we pledge to turn ourselves back to God. It's not an easy day. Lent is not an easy season. Over the next six weeks, as we journey toward Easter, 
we're gonna do some self-examination and we're gonna open ourselves up to our own brokenness. This Lenten season, we will be exploring and emphasizing forgiveness through both the sermon series and through small group studies. We will discover why forgiveness is such an essential part to our faith journey and something that we must practice in order to keep our social order together. Desmond Tutu writes in his book, entitled The Book of Forgiving, I would like to share with you two simple truths. There is nothing that, can be not, that cannot be forgiven, and there is no one undeserving of forgiveness. When you can see and understand that we are all bound to one another, then you will know this to be true. Forgiveness is the journey that we take toward healing the broken parts. It's how we become whole again. If you are not already a part of a life group or a small group, I encourage you to sign up for one of our Wednesday night studies on the Book of Forgiving, or you can even go ahead and organize your own group. I have all the materials ready for you. Just come and see me. But we have the opportunity as a congregation to take this journey together in deep and profound ways. Together, we can discover how to love better, offer forgiveness, and open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit in new ways. And we start this journey of forgiveness here, tonight, remembering that we are but grains of dust from the earth, living, breathing, and moving only because God has chosen to bring forth life in each of us and breathe breath into our lungs. Who are we to not stay connected with this life force that we call God? The book of Joel that we heard Pastor Lou read some from earlier is a call to lament. It's a call to repentance, and it is a call to seek out God. Reminiscent of the locust plague against Egypt that we read about in Exodus, Judah has now been struck by its very own locust plague, and the community is desperate for relief from this crisis. So the prophet Joel calls the community to wake up, to see what's really happening, and to see God. And how are they to go about doing this? Well, the prophet tells the community that God says with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. And he goes on, he says that God instructs them, don't tear your clothing in mourning, rather tear open your hearts. The work of Lent is not simplistic. It's not superficial. It's not something which can be bought with money. It's not something that social status or power can fix. It's not reserved for just certain groups of people. The work of Lent is for all of us. It is deep. It is meaningful. It is painful. It is heart work. It is heart work because God asks us to break open our hearts not just open them up, but as scripture says, rend our hearts 
tear them open to the presence of God. This stuff that God wants from us can be so very difficult. Most of us have spent our lives building up protection around our hearts. Who on earth wants to open them up? They're soft and vulnerable, and we don't want to get hurt. He had many wounds. She spoke with the precision of a coroner. In the upper abdomen, there were five wounds. These wounds indicated that different weapons were used to stab him, or a group of people had stabbed him. Mrs. Mawali continued her harrowing testimony in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. She spoke about the disappearance and murder of her husband, Cicelo. In the lower part, he had acid on his face. They chopped off his right hand. I don't know what they did with the hand. A wave of horror and nausea rose in me. And now it was her 19-year-old daughter's turn to speak. She was eight when her father had died. Her brother was only three. She described the grief, the police harassment, and the hardship in the years since her father's death. And then she said, I would love to know who killed my father. So would my brother. Her next words stunned me and left me breathless. We want to forgive, but we don't know who to forgive. This is just one of the horrifying stories that Desmond Tutu recounts from his time chairing South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission. The institutional racism of apartheid in South Africa was a time of deep pain, unimaginable violence, and extreme suffering. The road to freedom and democracy for the country was marked with bloodshed. Tutu writes that his fear was that the transition to democracy would become a bloodbath of revenge and retaliation. He says, miraculously, we chose another future. We chose forgiveness. At the time, we knew that telling the truth and healing our history was the only way to save our country. We did not know where this choice would lead us. The process we embarked on was, as all real growth proves to be, astoundingly painful and profoundly beautiful. Tear open your hearts, says the Lord your God. Tearing open our hearts allows us to release those parts of ourselves which bind us up and keep us stuck. It is astoundingly painful and profoundly beautiful. Tearing open our hearts allows us to release things like anger, bitterness, and resentment. Things like apathy, discontentment, and regret. Things like reckless behaviors, addictions, and anxiety. Expectations, disappointments, and falsehoods. And even embarrassment shame, and self-loathing. All of these things create barriers in us. They affect the ways that we see and interact with others. They reflect, affect our relationship with God. Return to me, 
says your God. Tear open your hearts this Lenten season, my friends. There's no room for that stuff in your hearts. Rip off the layers of protection, for God is calling each of us. Open up your hearts, says God. Let me in. Turn back to me. I am the good stuff. I am the one who will heal your tired, your broken, your weary heart. Listen to my words through the prophet Joel. For I am gracious and merciful. I am slow to anger and I am abounding. Hear that, abounding in steadfast love. So here's your invitation this Lenten season, my friends. Be brave, be bold, be courageous. Tear open your hearts. Remove the safety you've carefully built around it over the years. Dismantle this protection without a care in the world. Come, find yourself at worship each week to hear what God may want you to know about forgiveness. Plug into a study group. Allow yourself to be open to doing your own self-work. I make no promises that this is going to be easy. There are no illusions that it's going to be a clean process. It's sure to be messy, quite possibly even ugly at times. But here is your promise. God is gracious and merciful. God is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Whatever growth you experience will be from God's very own grace. It will be for your benefit, your neighbor's benefit, for the benefit of your relationship with God. It will be astoundingly painful and profoundly beautiful. Return to God, my friends, for God is waiting for you. Healing, wholeness, love, and forgiveness are yours for the taking. All you need to do is tear open your hearts and let God in.